the way that you approach a technology problem is very similar to the way you approach just before, uh, before you jump out of the plane for a world championship competition round in terms of uh, trying to find creative ways through what is about to come. Welcome to Fintech Fun. Fintech Fun is a podcast where Australian fintechs come to share their stories. Hi, it's Chris Titley here. As part of the Fintech Fun podcast series, uh, I welcome Ash Crick, uh, Chief Technology Officer of Product at One Two Home Loans. Ash, thanks so much for being part of this series. No worries, Chris. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Ash, um, CTO and One Two Home Loans. Let's talk about your role. What is One Two Home Loans? Well, One Two Home Loans is a, a new lender um, who are uh, trying to do things a little different, bring him um, the human experience back to. Um, what is actually a very large decision in most people's lives and a, and a big event, and that is getting a home loan for uh, the home of their dreams. So, uh, yeah, we're here to make life uh, easier and more enjoyable to get uh, the thing that they're looking for. It certainly is a, a, a somewhat non-desirable um, decision um, in regards to, or not decision, but certainly the process in, in firsthand. I've been through it a few times and, and the credit decision waiting and the time that it takes and the number of bits of paperwork or what are you going to do differently? Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is big. There's, there's nothing worse than going for something that big and then having to wait around for, for an answer to, am I going to get the, the home that I want? Is it going to slip um, out of my fingers? And so being able to make it faster for people so that they can get that certainty is um is obviously a big thing so we've we've taken a different approach with uh technology we have built our technology pretty much from the ground up to um to service that that aim that we have which is to to give the a great experience and a great product to customers and ash when it comes to a, a simple home loan i'd imagine it's quite straightforward but when you add in complexities like commission and people that are running their own small business or self-employed it must be quite difficult to get a platform that that basically reaches out to everyone. Yeah, it is. There's widely varying um, customers that we get coming in with widely varying circumstances. So what we we do is we have um, we've built a technology platform, and we have great people who are able to actually bring uh, the the right process and technology to, to to deliver to all of those needs, whether it be simple or complex. So on the complex end, you talked about commissions. Um, we have the ability to uh, have read payslips with technology, which actually deal with those uh, commissions and salary sacrificing and, and all those interesting things that, uh, that come from um, um, from payslips and widely varying types of pastes, by the way. And the everything really boils down to a similar core. Um, and that is that we're looking for 
um, how much money people make, um, and what their expenses are, their assets and liabilities, in order to form a picture uh, around them. Now, whether it be simple PAYG at one end, or all the way through to complex deals with you know self-employed and company structures and trusts and all that sort of business, it's just um, different degrees of similar things to build up that picture and to get there as fast as possible in order to get a decision to people as fast. Is the speed important to people? Like, is it you talking hours, minutes? you know, days, weeks, obviously people don't want things to linger on for, for weeks on end, which may or may not happen currently. But you know, are people really wanting to get a decision quickly or are they just comfortable waiting to know that all information is there and everything's dotted the I and crossed the T's within a week or so? I think it's varied. I think most people are looking to get an answer as fast as possible. And uh, there's some comfort that comes from the certainty of knowing that you can bid on a house, of course, um, whether that be private bid or, or even even more at an auction. So, um, uh, so yes, speed is definitely of the essence, and we are talking minutes and hours is what we're at for, not days, weeks, and months, which are the which is uh, what has been the usual experience to this point. Which is one of the reasons why we started one too. Yeah, no, fantastic. And Ash, a little bit about you and your background and how you've morphed into one too. Morphing into one too, that's an interesting uh, concept. Uh, my background is I've always wanted uh, a big challenge. Is, you know, solving small problems is uh, can be satisfying, but obviously solving bigger problems is uh, even more satisfying. So my background has typically been building big systems. Um, I was a founding CTO of a company called iFlix out of Asia, which uh, ended up being in 30 countries, a TV and movie um, streaming service. Um, we had some interesting challenges dealing with uh, many different uh, internet structures, so big in that area. Uh, spent time in banking in the past, uh, including at NAB and ANZ, and that obviously gives big in that respect. Uh, actually, you know, dealing with banking systems, highly regulated industry, um, you know, having to to try and do things fast, but of course being being safe at the same time. Um, built a number of businesses, worked in large and small organizations over the past 30 years. Um, what's led me to one too is it sort of brings together the large and the small together. When I say the large, I mean, sort of, it's a small, you know, it's a startup, but we have, um, uh, we're playing in an area which is highly regulated. We have to be um, very risk um, conscious and compliant. Um, so it's got all of that sort of large business type of uh, structure on the outside, but finding ways to navigate and get the best of what technology brings today in order to service uh, customers' needs in that highly regulated world in a different way that, that, that some of the banks would struggle to do at the same speed. And Ash, when it comes to the banking or the decision on someone, if, if someone gives the same data to one, two, and the, someone gives the same data to another bank and another bank, is one going to say yes and one going to say no? And is it different algorithms? Is it, is it as sort of varied as that or is it fairly simple and straightforward? Yeah, the lenders do have different risk appetites. Um, some of them um, will obviously go for certain segments which are, which they know very well. Um, they can assess that risk exceptionally well and that that's great. They can go and do that. Um and then others will be in the more mainstream, you know, looking at uh, low LVRs, uh, PAYG, so which is on the simpler end of home loan applications, and and are more comfortable playing there. It's that whole risk reward thing. I think it, it, I think 
no risk is a bad risk. It's just how you actually build your business around it to make sure that we, uh, or any business actually is, um, is commercially viable and, and succeeds. So yes, there, there are differences with the lenders. And Ash, you've been in, <clears throat> you mentioned in different industries per se that you've come back to, to quote unquote fintech. I mean, um, the industry experience you've got from different sectors, how do you relate that again into a product which is very, very important to an everyday Australian? Um, well, there's more in common between businesses than there are differences. So having worked in everything from, you know, medical uh, companies and, and healthcare through to, um, to video streaming services, to um, uh, consulting businesses, to uh, retail computer sellers, to, I mean, going and looking at all of those types of businesses and many more, um, they're far more in common. Everyone likes to think they've got their own unique business or an un unique industry, but um, but in, in the fintech world, it is it is very similar to other businesses. Uh, underpinning it is actually the core of what a lot of other businesses do as well, which is you know accounting, general ledgers, all those types of things. So most businesses are familiar with what goes on um, in a, certainly in a lending or, or banking area to some degree. So where. It is interesting, as, as I was saying before, just to bring that that large and small together is, is what uh, keeps it interesting. And then Ash, in one, two, a name that's not overly familiar yet, I wouldn't have thought to the mass public, how are you going to get your name out there to say this is an, an option for someone to go when they want to get their home loan? Uh, that, that's a great question. It's the, it's the age uh, old problem of any startup getting themselves out there and getting awareness of a new brand. Um, we, and, and I'm, you know, spend most of my time in the technology area. So the marketing is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it may have a different story. Bit, so apologies to our <laughs> chief marketing officer for any answer that I may give here, but, um, it is, uh, building awareness of, uh, what is possible, um, out there through, you know, obviously normal awareness campaigns and normal affiliate things that you go through as a, as a, a startup, um, uh, getting ourselves out there in numerous channels in order that we can build the, you know, coordinated strategy around that to get out and uh, to get our message out there. Um, we've had some, some success with some um, exposure on Channel 7, Channel 9, um, you know, having a great rate. Uh, helps a lot and has helped in the, in the past months as well. Uh, and also the way which we approach uh, giving loans and how we structure our loans. So our loan is the first product which we have is a rate reducing loan. So that is if you can pay ahead on your loan or even if you just pay on time over the course of that loan, your rate will reduce by itself. You don't have to give us a call like you would normally uh, at a bank when the um, when the, when you want to renegotiate your rate, it, it comes down as you go. Fantastic. I so, think that's um, incredibly innovative when it comes to a normal, you know, I've always had this concept about the 30-year loan or whatever the timing might be that it's all very kind of vanilla and, and to sort of mix that up or restructure that in a way that's really suiting the consumer or helping the consumer I think is wonderful per se. There must be some other thoughts in your head or thoughts around how this can sort of be a little bit disrupted? Yeah, it has been, the structure of a home loan has been very uh, consistent, shall we say, over a very long period of time. You've got your principal and interest loans, you've got your um, fixed interest loans. This this sort of takes a, a whole new um, approach to it. And it, it, it's hard for, for some of the big banks um, and anyone who sort of has a legacy infrastructure to actually accomplish this, which sort of gives us an advantage in a way 
to make it that someone is in control essentially of the interest rate which they have in that if they pay earlier, they can get the next rate reduction. And if they choose not to pay because they, they want to use that uh, that cash for something else, then they can they can do that too. But um, by investing in your home loan and paying it forward, which is usually good for bringing the life of the loan back, um, then you get a benefit for doing what is actually in your interest as well. Um, it is, I, I think it's a great way of uh, of structuring it and, and incentivizes people to do what, what uh, is good for them. Being around different industries for quite some time, has the technology changed now? We've got things like cloud computer people using their mobile phone for internet banking. Is there a lot of consumer-driven type of requests when it comes to mortgages or is it is it let's sit in a room and let's think about how we can design one? Um, I think that the world has uh, drifted and, and I think particularly in the pandemic times to get more and more away from humans, uh, humans interacting as in, you know, a, a, a customer and a provider. Um, and people have been pushed to forms. You know, you fill in a form now to do a home loan and, and innovation occurs in just a better way of dealing with forms. We sort of steer to the other side and, and, and we feel as a connection is um, it's, it's a big monumental moment in a lot of people's lives and it mainly occur a couple of times in their lives, if not once. And and so having that connection and feeling confident that what you are, uh, are deciding as you go is in your best interest, to be able to ask for information in the moment, not go and find the thing on a particular form, but ask a question and get an answer to what is going to give you that comfort, feeling, and safety in understanding what it, what what that process is and what's about to come as well. So having people who can connect with you and take you on that journey, we feel is exceptionally important. And that's in in a funny way where we're quote unquote innovating, even though in in some ways it's it's going back to how it used to be. No, I think it's <clears throat> it's hugely important when it comes to you know the education broadly about uh, home loan. You know, I've, I've done a couple of them in my time, but there are things that throw you left field or there's more expenses, there's this and that. There's like a big 40-point 40, yep. 40 checklist basically or even more that you almost have to yes. go through and, and, you know, hopefully not doing it too many times in my life but at the same point in time it's like, oh, I forgot about this or the surveyor or the stamp duty or whatever it might be. Yeah. How do you kind of you – know, yep. education must be a big piece. It is a big piece, but it can, it can occur in the moment and it's specific to the circumstances of the person who we're talking to. So we, we try and make that as customized as possible and and find the, the most effective path through that serves your particular needs to get the thing that you're looking for. Now, Ash, <clears throat> I've been briefed about you um, before this podcast and some of your extracurricular hobbies. Do you mind going into a little bit of detail? This is the fintech fun part. This is the fun part, by the way, um, that, um, right. that, that, your, okay. that your, your background and, and what you do outside of work. Yeah, well, those big challenges that I was talking about earlier of building big tech sort of extend into other parts of my life. I've always been interested in, well, maybe i got a, a one way of describing it is I, I get bored easily, um, <laughs> which is a good and a bad thing. Um, by the way, we hire people who get bored um, uh, easily as a, as a positive attribute of the, of the types of people who you like to get on board. Um, and, and because of that, um, I like to look for a whole range of things to do and a couple of interests which I've had over over my career past 30 years are in the music realm. I'm an international touring musician, um, have been playing piano since I was three years old and have been lucky enough to travel the world and 
um, and play with some pretty amazing musicians. And that's been uh, an inspirational part of my life. I also have um, spent a bit of time skydiving and I was a former world champion, uh, freestyle skydiver and was once actually the fastest person uh, in the world in a non-motorized sport, which is speed skydiving back in the year 2000, a little while ago. I'm actually competing at the world championships of speed skydiving in October in Arizona. So it's uh, for, for me, it's the combination of many, many different things. So technology business, obviously one, two is both of those um skydiving and music um speaking before about how businesses are similar well there are so many things you can draw for any one of those things and and uh and apply it in other areas as well the way that you approach a technology problem is very similar to the way you approach just before uh, before you jump out of the plane for a world championship competition round in terms of uh, trying to find creative ways through what is about to come um yeah common patterns across the whole uh, spectrum i would imagine balancing um, jumping out of a plane and the adrenaline associated with being calm and composed with playing the piano, there must be two different types of adrenaline, but at the same point in time you're really focused on doing the best that you can in a very controlled or yeah. maybe sometimes not controlled environment. Yeah, well, the one thing which I, I like to, to talk about is that the feeling you get in that moment when you play, I've been lucky enough to play with um, a musician some people may know, Tommy Emmanuel. Um, one of the most amazing guitarists I've ever heard. Um, and it's been a real privilege to pay, play with him. But just to, uh, him as an example where you have that moment on stage which you haven't planned and it just happens. It's a magic moment that you just just, just doesn't, um, um, you, you can't plan for and it just happens and it'll probably never happen again. Um, the feeling that you get in that moment is the same as the feeling or the adrenaline you get in that moment or whatever whatever you call it is the same as what you get when you're jumping out of a plane going 500 kilometers an hour um and and the intensity of being at a at a world level competition those two things are the same it's hard to it's hard to explain that and it's hard for people to um understand the the comparison of those two but they are not uh, any less than each other it's amazing uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd certainly <clears throat> adhere to that amazing feeling in terms of what you're describing, but like f from jumping out of a plane to playing piano, it's got kind of two different areas in life and, be and excelling at the highest mm -hmm. level for that. What, what sort of made you deviate into skydiving from, you know, you mentioned playing piano from the age of three, but is that was it just something that you wanted to do with adrenaline fear or, or heights or how did you get into skydiving? No, much simpler than that. I, I was playing a gig at the Sheraton in Melbourne. I can't remember what year it was now, um, but I bumped into a friend who was working behind the bar who I hadn't seen, seen since school. Went out the back during uh, the sets and uh, set breaks and was speaking to him and he had just started skydiving at the time. And I thought, and I said to him at the time, I said, gosh, I, I remember being a kid looking at the Royal Melbourne show, looking up in the air and watching people jumping out of a plane and thinking, gosh, what it must be to trust the fact that the thing which is on your back is going to open. I don't know what age I was um, when, I, when I was thinking that. And he goes, great, turn up Saturday morning. Here's the address, 9.30. You're going to do it. Because I said I always wanted to do it once. As it turned out, I did the, the course on the Saturday, jumped out on the Sunday, and that once turned out to be the next weekend and the next weekend, and the next weekend, and so on for, for a little while, and it became a big part of my life. So um, so that's that's really the story that got me into that. 
Um, and then it gave me a lot of the, and the reason why I continue doing it is it gave me a lot of those feelings that I'd gotten from playing on stage before, from achieving great things in, in building software systems or any of those, those things. It was just another way of, of getting that amazing feeling. Ash, thank you so much for being part of this uh, podcast today and, and congratulations on firstly your personal achievements with the skydiving and the, and the piano and now leading the FinTech 1-2 into the next level of growth. I, I really wish 1-2 all the best in terms of their journey and I really look forward to catching up. Thanks a lot, Chris. Really enjoyed the conversation. For more information on Sub11, jump onto our LinkedIn or email me chris at sub11.com.au. Thanks for listening.